Hello, welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host, Allison Sagan. My guest today is Kenny Madison. This is minute number 80, which is going to be from 1 hour and 19 minutes all the way through 1 hour, 19 minutes and 59 seconds. How are you doing, Kenny? How are you doing, Kenny? Okay, I tripped up a little bit there, but I th- I got through most of it. I'm proud of myself. Um, I'd say I'd say I'd say that's a flawless victory. I think excellent. you nailed it. I was I was trying really hard there, so um, I appreciate that. Thank you. It gives a it gives a good shape of show for the entire <laughs> week. What, yes. what the audience is kind of invested in. Is she <laughs> gonna make it? Am I gonna do it? Yeah. I, I did it, and. Uh, it felt great to get that done. So excellent. Um, so we're starting out this minute um, where they're still on the uh, at the hotel restaurant. And uh, I've got breaking news for this week that I think I found the hotel that they were doing that they were at. Amazing. And uh, I think amazing. I think it's an I think it's a fun Easter egg. Maybe nobody's found yet, and maybe I'm wrong, but, um, so I looked it up, and, um, basically the, uh, the dock scenes and the scenes that are, um, before, on Greece, before they go to Miles' Island, are, uh, set on the island of Spetses. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, probably wrong, um, <laughs> but so then I started looking up. Rest, like uh, hotel restaurants, and I found one that looks very similar at a, a hotel called Poseidonian. So it's like Poseidon and Onion. Unbelievable. And... Okay, I think I think somebody else found it, but shh, shh. I'm so I, what... nobody's ta- nobody's talking about this. I'm 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 I I don't think okay. People aren't talking enough about that it's the Poseidonian yes. restaurant because that is great. And the restaurant is called On the Veranda, located yeah. at Dapia Poseidonian Square. Excellent. 18050 Greece. Like you do. Nailed it. Anyways, and, uh, I'm very excited about about <laughs> that. And that is a just like what a, what an Easter egg for Ryan Johnson to throw in there. And again, um, Kenny listened to the commentary. He didn't flex that at all. He didn't like. He's not like. By the way, that hotel's named is Poseidon Yen. Well, Nailed not it. to put myself on blast, but I only listened to like a couple minutes. You know, the relevant minutes. Maybe he did prior. Maybe he did afterwards. I'm going to dig into it much later whenever I okay. listen to we'll you know, see. the entire commentary. Listen, Maybe he I, spends the rest of both before those minutes and after those minutes just talking about how great on the veranda. On the veranda. I, I mean, who knows? I personally, um, though, if I was making this movie, we've talked about how if we were making this movie, we would be more indulgent. If I was making this movie and I made that, I did that, I would 100% find a sign that said Poseidon Yen. I would have definitely. like had like a little like like uh just just show that right before just to be like haha look at this and then in the commentary I'd be like yeah I did that yeah I did that yeah. um, so again Ryan Johnson is showing his restraint here in not you know putting this 
on blast and being like, look at what a good person I am. Yeah, I, yeah, if it were me, I would have a big honking Chiron that would say, look how clever I am. <laughs> yes. And then would... I would describe myself as a visionary filmmaker. <laughs> exactly. Cinematic visionary. Like, yeah. I would I would find like the nicest thing anybody said about me for a movie and I'd be like that's what I'm calling myself <laughs> so he's he's showing clear restraint by having this little, little little nugget that you have to just like dig for but once you do it's 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 delightful um and oh uh, what else is delightful is this minute starting with uh Helen practicing Andy's voice doing the uh, rich bitch uh, thing that they were doing with the dog ate the caviar, which is such a funny kind of practice line for a rich person thing to say. Uh, Allison, one of my kryptonites yes. is people doing impressions of other people, but them doing the impression of the other person is actually them doing it, them just doing their regular voice. Mm. <sighs> It's not a trope that gets played out in movies too terribly much, but um, it's really funny to just have Helen just speak in a Janelle Monet voice. Yes, and yes. Trying to get those. It's very, it's very satisfying. I see. I noticed. I, I did notice that too. I'm like, this sounds more aligned with your regular voice than any of the Helen stuff, which is just fascinating how that's all worked. Um, well, in, in the brief amount of Glass Onion commentary that I listened to, uh, in since the last 24 hours, because for some reason I only made time to listen to just a couple minutes, even though it was 24 hours between recordings. Make no so, mistake. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that we are uh, both going to do the worst thing for a podcaster to do which yeah. is we're going to talk about this commentary and we're both going to go listen to it after we record this podcast yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen yeah and uh, we're going to be like oh you already did that you already talked about all that oh you mentioned it right up front at the start of the movie by the way there's a hotel called Poseidon I uh, need to let you know that <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yes that's how we did it yeah. um, you'll, you'll know it when you see it it's a restaurant and a hotel it's great uh, okay but. Uh, but Ryan Johnson talks about how difficult, how Janelle Monet is basically playing four characters in the movie, which is Andy, you know, not being dead in the flashbacks, then yeah. Helen, then Helen as Andy, and then before the twist, uh, Helen as Andy, but the audience doesn't know that it's Helen as Andy. Right. And that's really fun. That has to be so fun as an actor to do that's the end of my observation yeah no it sounds like one of those something that is a definite challenge but it is a one that i'm sure many actors would love to just give a shot and love to try um and and i think she does an amazing job of it because like i said i watch the the first time i saw this movie the first half i was never like you're putting on an act like you you always get the sense of oh this is her she's just kind of like a colder person she's you know standoffish be- rightfully so because these people were horrible to her but then um you but then you realize in hindsight that she's putting on this act 
And so you start seeing those elements of her putting on this act, but you don't notice it. It's 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 just a good performance there. It's and really great. Yes. It's it's a it's a really just fantastic and it's it's fun to see her kind of play with that in this minute where you start seeing her practice that and uh it kind of puts them in such um, comparison that you're like, you're doing a really good job at this movie. Yeah. Janelle Monae, like... I've been studying. Good. The dog ate the caviar. There you go. So, you said that you were going to be researching these folks for motive. Did you find anything? Yes, I did. But motives for each of them to want Miles Braun dead. Why would they kill her to protect him? I just don't get it. What about Miles? What if he just did it? Well, we can't rule it out. But... Excellent. So, um, but uh, again, like these, uh, we've talked about this the uh, multiple times. These are more expo- uh, exposition minutes, but the acting on in, on play with um, Blanc and Helen and just the writing and acting just make it feel so good even if it's not the most kind of like outwardly flashy moment minutes yeah uh i mean this is also what is great about ryan johnson is that he calls it in this minute as well he calls the entire yes he um she i mean helen says maybe miles killed her and should we move into spoiler for this episode since this is a uh oh yes yes yes, yes. this is this is so fridays are our spoilery episodes where we can chat about the um rest of the film i think we might move ahead because this movie this minute foreshadows so if you don't want to listen want the spoilery minute just enjoy the poseidon uh Stuff. Well, Miles Braun is not an idiot. To risk committing murder after a very public court case with the possibility of that email of Andy's coming to light would be an exceedingly stupid thing to do, especially if someone was willing to do it for him. Now, come on, walk me through these journals. Okay. About 10 years ago, before they all hit a beard, they used to hang together at this bar. And, and Miles was leader of the pack. No, Andy was. They were all friends with Andy. Bertie was a washed-up model. Duke was a nerd doing video game tournaments. And also, because we do get the... We start the flashback to the Glass Onion. As yes. Well in this minute. Yes? And yes. And then we get the... We, we see everybody as washed-up 30-somethings. Which, uh... Oh, I can't relate to that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, not relatable. No, but, um... It's, it's an interest... It, it's... This is right at the start of where you're kind of putting together who these people really are rather than the person they want you to think they are. Yes. Um, because, like, so, like, Andy calls it right away of, what if it was Miles? And then um, Blanc goes, Miles Braun is not an idiot. And you go, ooh, Having watched the rest of the movie, yeah, he that's yeah, yeah, he's an idiot. But his his whole thing is not presenting is presenting himself as this like tech visionary. Um, 
when he, he's he's just dumb and and Andy and and he goes like, oh, he'd have to be very stupid to kill Andy after a public court case and the media attention, especially if somebody was willing to do it for him. And and that's true. But the he 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 is. And it's it's uh it's you're basically getting without us knowing putting the answer right in front of you of yeah. he killed her because he's really stupid and chose to take it out on her and um, that after goes, this court case. And that goes back to Helen's superpower from literally the beginning of the movie and goes to as they say earlier in the movie, the reality distortion field uh, that Miles is able to affect, um, where Miles is just able to make things happen because he pretends, or be- because he, a con man, basically. Meanwhile, Helen, a- everyone else plays Miles's puzzle box that isn't really Miles's, but you know, mm-hmm. but everyone it's... else plays the rules. Meanwhile, Helen just takes a hammer to it. Just takes it and. And gets to the answer much faster than everybody else because she they're all going through these jumping through these hoops and going through all this and Helen takes a hammer to it, figures it out right away. It's it's that it, it's so it's it's uh it is really interesting it, it the, so much of this movie is set up very early on to show like the kind of the core of it where this is pretty obvious. He's just stupid, and he he killed her. But there's just so many of those glass onion layers that are kind of obscuring that for most people, even somebody like Blanc, where he's straight up saying, where he says Miles is not an idiot. And granted, he hasn't met Miles yet, so he kind of puts it together. Miles is dumb right away, but he still kind of plays into the Miles Braun mythology a little bit yeah i mean maybe not like fully but he still thinks oh miles braun's not dumb at the very least he's willing to give give that the benefit of the doubt which is it's also the interesting thing about these movies um the fact that benoit blanc is not the protagonist Mm -hmm. he is a side character and we are just now finding out that helen is the protagonist yes here which can also lead to at least to me, the disconcerting feeling of watching this movie and not kind of knowing where the heck that we're going, but also, I mean, the right. first knives out. Uh, Anna Darmus's character is the protagonist, and Benoit Blanc, while being the world's greatest detective, isn't necessarily on point on everything. He's not perfect. Right. I mean, he, he at the end of the movie, he points out, like, yeah, I saw the blood on your shoe. I kind of put two and two together, but how much of it did he really have together before? Yeah, you know, think putting things together, and I, it, I, he's willing to go places that other people aren't going to, but he still maybe comes from that place of kind of privilege and willing to accept the kind of natural order for a minute. Like he's 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 able to leave that really quickly but here he's he's going oh miles isn't stupid and this is this is kind of how it is but then he he sees it within his own eyes and he goes wait a minute that's not the case at all 
but yeah that's uh, yeah exactly it yes so it's 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 a it's a very it's very cool and um i i it's 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 an it's an interesting move, minute to watch in in retrospect because you got, where you have them go like oh miles Braun isn't dumb and you're like yeah no like, he oh is boy that's the one thing we've learned that we we learn very noticeably from from blanc at the end of the movie he goes no he's just dumb and you're like yeah. That's very good, though. Yeah. Yeah, but we just buy it because yeah, he looks like Edward Norton and he talks like Edward Norton. Yeah, <laughs> he talks with businesses. Yeah, well, I, I mean, there. Like, I feel like it's starting. I mean, this movie came out in kind of a perfect time as the kind of concept of this tech genius is starting is starting to unravel but for so long so many people are just willing to go by like yep this person's a genius and created everything and and did everything perfectly and this is a genius when it's like oh that's not how it is they're just mean people that yeah don't that think they don't have to play by the rules right and are able to hold I, i don't know basically blackmail everyone and is able to kind of create a circle around them because of power because they want something from him and he wants something from them and they just refuse to play by the rules as opposed to I guess the rest of society right uh, like maybe not necessarily playing by the rules but playing by uh, I don't know having Having moral scruples. Right. Well, they're able to, I mean, as we've seen, like, use these kind of tactics to prop each other up in artificial ways that yeah. they don't necessarily deserve, but they're able to kind of use each other as, uh, to give themselves legitimacy. Like, I'm sure that they, he goes, like, that, um, Duke is like, oh, my my good friend Miles Braun, you know, and use that. But then also Miles is propping up Clear with put down with funding her thing. But then also there's a there's the political aspect. So it's it's really just how all of these wealthy people kind of feed into each other. Yes. Uh, yeah. Bad. Bad. That's what I think of that. Yeah. No, it's not good. <laughs> It's, it's it's very not good, but but it's 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 very accurate, and um, I think does a good job in the overall movie's um, goal to base to to take on these institutions, basically. So it's uh, it's, it's, very, it's 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 very cathartic to oh see uh, yeah to 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 see them getting their comeuppance yeah and to uh, burn the Mona Lisa yeah uh, because this is what it takes to yeah destroy someone like this right well I mean it's like I don't know how much more there even could be I I I, I mean. He could he have 
you know, they have taken him down without it. It's, it's hard to say. It's And then it's, it, there is a really good level of catharsis of, yeah, seeing the glass onion explode at the end. And then um, the, uh, uh, the ending of Knives Out, the uh, My House, My Rules, My Coffee mug, oh, which is, so sad. it's such a good, oh, it's such a good callback. It's, yeah. It's so, it's just like, oh, haha, this is kind of a funny, cheesy mug. And then it, it's, it just shows the, the shift of, of power. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, it's it's so good, uh, but I this is it's it, again it's exposition, but this is such a cool minute. So I'm I'm very happy we got to chit chat about it because uh, things are really starting to come become clear at this part of the movie. Um, yes, not clear with a K like the 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 thing in the movie, but. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I noticed there was a pun to be made there, and I, I couldn't not take it. Those are... Look, I do comedy. Those are the rules. I can guarantee it. Yeah. I I, I don't as much, but I'm like, it's like I, anytime I stumble onto something, it's like, you gotta take it. You can't yeah, just not. Yeah, absolutely. Gotta let it lie. Um, but it's, 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 yeah, so you start seeing more about the plan and then you also end the minute with um who they really are where birdie's uh uh wash up model duke is uh apparently at video game tournaments and not doing much else and start to see the kind of them coalesce together um initially as uh, with andy as the ringleader rather than miles so it's uh which is an interesting thing and uh, that how that ended up and kind of using his image as the kind of tech billionaire to kind of pro- propel somebody who's not necessarily you know fit for that kind of a role if anybody yes. is I would be remiss because we do meet past miles yeah in the glass onion bar and uh I've got this article from Insider pulled up because, and I th- I think I had known this in the back of my mind, but he's styled exactly like Tom Cruise from Magnolia mm-hmm. uh, as Frank T.J. Mackey, which mm-hmm. if you've mm-hmm. not seen, for those that have not seen Magnolia, um, Tom Cruise is basically playing a proto-incel uh, in that movie. And to think that Miles Braun is purposely styling himself after this character, not only that, but like 12 or 13 years after this movie was cool is so satisfying. It's so satisfying at just how full of himself Miles Braun is. Uh, kudos. Great joke. Satisfying joke. That's it. Very, very good. Um, yeah, so I this is... Uh, I'm, I'm interested for what other other folks are, are, are going to chat about because this is... This is getting into some really good stuff, so very excited there. Um, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to bring up about this minute or even anything else in the rest of the movie since we're kind of more open to talk about that sort of thing now? I think this is going to be a movie that improves with time. 
I'm excited to revisit this more and more and more. Glass, uh, sorry, Knives Out. I've watched that movie so many times. It's such a yeah. satisfying film to watch. I haven't seen Glass Onion nearly as much. I'm so excited to. It was such a treat to be able to revisit it. Excited to revisit it even more. And I'm I'm just pleased as punch to be able to do this. Yeah, absolutely. It's this is um such a fun movie to talk about that every every week I feel like there's more that I that I do of this. There's just more to think about and discover and a lot of these thoughts I'm coming I'm like coming up with and going like, yeah, okay. Like I haven't even thought about that. It's just such a rich these are just such rich movies to look into and just a fan. Agreed. Uh, yes. Uh, anyways, I unless there's anything more, I think that might do it for this week. I think so. All right. Um, Kenny, it's been a pleasure. Uh, where, where can people find you or what would you like to plug today? Uh, folks can, oddly enough, my most active social media account. Uh... I guess you could friend me on Facebook uh, because I am one of those fogies which is most active on Facebook. But really the one that I'm most active on is my Letterboxd account. Mm. Uh, so you could follow me on Letterboxd. Uh, the Kenny Madison or just look up Kenny Madison on Letterboxd. Um, that's, and then, you know, listen to the other episodes earlier this week to find all of the places that I'm doing stuff because uh, at least from the four different plugs that I was able to get this week, I'm a busy, busy boy. Yeah, you, you, you certainly are. And that's um, it's great. And yeah, everybody listen and go check out all Penny stuff. Um, and you can find this podcast at Glass Onion Men on Twitter. And um, please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can find my pod- uh, podcast at Gaming Fix, that's F-Y-X, um, on any socials or um, any podcatcher. Uh, if you just want a fun, kind of pretty casual video game podcast. Uh, and you can also find my reviews as Allison Sagan on uh, Nintendo World Report. So that's a, a new thing for me. And check that Amazing. out. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Uh, well, I think that's going to do that for this weekend. Uh, thank you for uh, being here. Hey, thank you. <laughs>